When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We'll spend a lot of time today talking Major League Baseball, uh, the boys of summer in action, even though it doesn't feel like summer outside right now, I know. Um, but uh, but in, in both the Yankees and the Mets, undefeated! <laughs> what does that say? Well, not a lot, let's be honest. Mets 2-0, Yankees 1-0, they take care of the Red Sox. Yesterday in 11 innings, they win 6-5. Thank you, Josh Donaldson. At the spry age of 36 with the uh, walk-off win, uh, the sixth time in team history that that's happened on opening day, the first time in, hi- in, in team history that it's happened since 1906. Can we just marinate in the fact that baseball has been played uh, since 1906? Uh, really, really unbelievable when you really kind of do a deep dive in regard to the equipment and, and the athleticism and, and where we are right now and comparing records and whatnot. But nonetheless... I've derailed. Uh, excited that you that uh, that baseball season is here. We've got more games happening later on today at four o'clock. Of course, Severino on the bump. Uh, first time we've seen him pitch in quite a while, right? Like since 2019. I was reading a stat that he's only pitched 18 innings. So so much writing on what we can expect from Severino later on this afternoon. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be intriguing. Everything we've heard is that uh, he did have a good spring training. His last start at spring training down there in Tampa, Florida, was quite good. So, uh, what can be our expectations today against the Boston Red Sox? Hopefully, good ones. I'm sure uh, the Yankees would love to come away from uh, their first series with a sweep against the Red Sox in their own division. That would be tremendous. There's some other storylines pertaining to the Yankees that I have a feeling we're going to open up the phone lines eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, and I'm sure. At least I hope we get a lot of calls in regard to two specific topics. Um, one obviously is Aaron Judge's contract negotiations or uh, lack thereof moving forward, and also the uh, the decision from Aaron Boone to platoon DJ as well as Torres. So we'll dive into those. What else are we going to get into today? Uh, David Lennon, by the way, is going to join us from Newsday at the top of the one o'clock hour uh, to give us an update in regard to what's going on with the Yankees and what realistically can we expect moving forward with Aaron judge and the contract. Uh, you know, he came out he said, he spoke to the media. He said, listen, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to invest in myself this week and uh, I'm going to take my chances in free agency next year. How do Yankee fans feel about that? Especially after the, the offer and the deal that we know Brian Cashman shared with the public in regard to what was offered. Again, we're going to dive into that this hour. Um, also, Steve Verderosa, former scout for the Giants, was with him for over 30 years. Uh, spent some time with him uh, talking about uh, the offensive linemen in this draft, coming out of this year's draft. And, of course, the big three, um, Iquanu, Neal, and Cross. Chances are the Giants and the Jets, more than likely, these teams will end up with two of the three. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating. So I thought it would be great to get Steve on. To, a, to do a deep dive into all three of these offensive linemen to get a good idea, a good concept in regard to what's going to be available, which I believe, because there's so much talk and so much hype with these quarterbacks, especially Willis, Pickett, um, and, and of course some defensive linemen 
Uh, chances are that hopefully two of these three linemen will be available to both the Jets and the Giants where they pick because they have such great draft capital. So really excited. That's appointment radio, especially if you're as big into the draft as I am. At 2 o'clock, we'll hear from Steve Verderosa. As always, on Saturday, we hear from Joe Wiz. He has his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN, so we'll hear from him at 2.30. We'll have a click or don't click. We've got Ty and Will, who are producing the show, back in the studio. They lead the way. But as always, uh, 800-919-3776. Phone lines will be open throughout the show. I'm with you until 3 o'clock this afternoon. And also, maybe I've buried the lead. I don't know. Maybe... uh, well, baseball, Aaron Judge, the contract is the lead. But nonetheless, na- nationally, the lead is the Masters, a tradition like any other. It's very interesting, right? Like for folks who don't, who don't play golf or follow golf, uh, this, is the, this is the national championship. This is the Super Bowl of golf. And there, so there's four majors in the course of a golf year. And this is one of them. And this is the most important one. And it's the first one. Kind of doesn't make sense, right? You would expect that the most important tournament would be at the end of the year, the end of the season. But that's not how golf is. Uh, It kicks off its majors with the most important tournament, and this is it. This is the Super Bowl of golf. And right now, Scotty Scheffler, who, by the way, folks might want to be aware of this if you're going to be following the Masters today and tomorrow. Scotty Scheffler is originally from... New Jersey. That's right. Very interesting note here. Scotty Scheffler grew up here in New Jersey. I want to say his mother was an account, was was an attorney, and um and at a very young age, the family saw that 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 Scotty was uh, a, had the potential to be an excellent golfer. But one thing, unfortunately, uh, that happens here in New York is that country clubs in around the New Jersey area are still two thousand and late. What do I mean by that? Uh, kids, with all due respect, children that are below a certain age are not allowed on the golf course, are not allowed on the driving range on Saturday and Sundays until noon. And I hate to admit it, uh, and it makes me sick to my stomach, and there are still golf courses in golf clubs out there in around the New Jersey area that don't allow women to tee off on Saturday and Sunday until afternoon, which I think is ridiculous. I personally feel that they should allow women it's it's not even about gender right like it's 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 at the end of the day it's your handicap so really what they should do is 18 and below you tee off before noon 18 and higher 19 and higher you tee off afternoon that's really what they should do in all honesty because if it's about quality of play pace of play you want somebody who's a 18 handicap or better uh if, if that's the case it has nothing to do with gender has nothing to do with sexual body parts. Has to do with how well you play golf. But nonetheless, because New Jersey's golf courses are are such strict, have strict rules, and 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 again, as I like to call it, two thousand and late. Scotty's family said, "You know what? Hell with this. We're packing up. We're going to Dallas. We're going to move to Texas. We're going to go where golf courses allow Scotty Scheffler to play all the time." Anytime we want to go to we want to we want to go to a club on a Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and have our eight year old son just spend hours on the driving range. That's what we're going to do. Screw New Jersey. And that's what they did. Packed up all their stuff, moved to Texas. And here we are. Scotty Scheffler, top of the leaderboard at the Masters, an eight stroke lead. Marinating that eight under decky behind him at three. God knows the last time you had a, a, a back-to-back uh, winner 
at the Masters. It's been a minute. Uh, but still, at five shots back and as great of golf that Scotty is playing, chances are Decky's not going to catch him. Neither is Shane Lowry. Neither is Sun J.M. Uh, Cam Smith, maybe. I feel he's the best golfer this year. He's got two wins under his belt. Nobody's striking the ball better than Cam. Across the board, strokes gained total. He's the best right now uh, in, uh, in, in, on the tour. Could he catch him at six back? I don't know. Today is, Saturday is what we call moving day. When it comes to uh, golf and, and golf tournaments, you want to move to a situation like, so for example, maybe Scotty Scheffler is going to play it real safe and easy today. Maybe not. I don't know. He's, he's, he's definitely playing with a lot of swag. Maybe he comes out and, and he's, you know, and he's, he's, he's bringing that A game and he's going to be aggressive today. Temperatures are going to be in the fifties, a lot colder than it's been the past two days. Um, and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see who can catch him. Who's on his coattails, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, uh, Neiman, Morikawa, Willie Z, Corey Connors. They're pretty far back anywhere between five to seven shots back, but we'll see today is moving day and I'll keep you posted throughout the show. Uh, and don't forget our golf show on the tee with Anita Marks back in action tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Getting you ready for the final round. And uh, I've probably buried the lead here, and that's Tiger Woods. He's tied for 19th. He's plus one. Shot a 71 on uh, on Thursday, which really helped him out because he had a horrible round yesterday. At least he had a horrible front nine. Reeled it in, turned it around in the back nine, shot a 74, which really saved him. The cut line was plus four, so he was just a, in, in, in a, in, in, so for a few holes, he was at plus three. So he was teetering on not making the cut, but sure enough, he did. So for those who wagered on him to make the cut, you made some money this weekend. Now, where do you expect him to finish? You can wager that he'll finish in the top 20 at plus 105, which is pretty much even money. I feel with two days under his belt, having to walk 18 holes, weather conditions being cold, um, I would not make that wager. But I'm sure people who are big Tiger Woods fans and are rooting and cheering him on, like a lot of us are, uh, that could be a fun bet, fun bet to place. So I'll keep you posted on, of course, the Masters. But like I said, I, I do want to spend the majority of our first hour talking about uh, Aaron Judge and all that has gone down in the last 24 to 48 hours with the Yankees in regard to his contract talks in signing a lengthy deal. Um, a, lot of, a lot of fans are upset. I've spoken to, I've been on the phone with a number of my Yankee fan friends uh, in, in, the, in the last 10 to 12 hours. And... Uh, and <laughs> Aaron Judge is, is not making friends uh, and not winning people over, that's for sure. Yankee fans disappointed with the deal that he turned down. Allegedly, Brian Cashman, who uncharacteristically, as a general manager, announced to the entire world that the Yankees were offering seven-year, $213.5 million, which pretty much is anywhere between, you know, of course, $30, $35 million a year. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, it's $30 million a year. He wants to make uh, over $30 million. He wants to be the highest paid outfielder 
in Major League Baseball. He wants to jump ahead of Trout, who makes 35.5. Is it deserving? Is it right? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. As we know right now, the Heat, they have locked down the one seed. Uh, the uh, the Bucks and the Boston Celtics still battling for that too, which I, I, I get it. Uh, you know, you, you want the two seed, obviously a better opportunity for home court advantage, but at the same time, do you really want to face the Nets in the first round of the playoffs? I don't know. So the Bucks play Cleveland on Sunday. Uh, if they win, they lock down the two seed. If they lose and Boston wins against Memphis, uh, Boston gets the two seed. So all that will come to a head on Sunday. Meanwhile, for the Nets, uh, they won last night. So what do they need to do? They need to win on Sunday. They take on the Pacers at 3.30. They win. They lock in the seventh seed. So then they would host that play-in game. Um, If they lose, and keep in mind, the Pacers are playing today. They're playing the 76ers. They're in Philadelphia. So that'll that'll be a second game of a back-to-back. Chances are the Nets are going to win. Uh, but you never know with them, right? Um, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, they lose. If Cleveland wins um, and Atlanta and Charlotte win, then the Cavs move up to the seventh seed and the Nets move down to the eighth seed. And then, of course, they're going to have to go to Cleveland to play that first game of that play-in. So um, that's kind of where it stands right now. So here's the positive for Nets fans. You're definitely the seven or the eight, okay? You're definitely the seven or the eight. So that's the positive. Uh, really, what, what's, what's going to be determined here is, is whether or not um, you're going to host the first round or not. So that's how that stands. All right, let's, let's talk about Judge. What do we know? This is what we do know. Uh, we know that Brian Cashman and the Yankees um, offered him a deal of seven years, $213.5 million, which is about $30 million a year. How do we know it? Well, uh, Brian Cashman told the world, which typically, by the way, General managers don't do. That's a no-no. Very untypical of, uh, of, of a ball club releasing that information. Why did the Yankees do it? Here's the fallout. And we've already got folks on board. 800-919-3776. Richard and Angelo, hang tight. You guys will be first up. But um, what, is, what does Judge want? Reports are he wants a 10-year 360 or a 9-year 324. As we know right now, keep in mind, he's in arbitration with the Yankees. Uh, his, uh, this year's salary is 17 mil. He wants 21. That's still in arbitration. A ruling hasn't been decided yet. But nonetheless, Judge, we know a three-time All-Star, uh, batting 287 last year, 39 home runs, uh, what, 98 ribbies, right? But here's the thing. Um, he wants to be paid, him and his agent, want, he wants to be the highest paid outfielder in Major League Baseball. And you have to ask yourself, Mike Trout is that player. He's making $35.5 million. Now the offer that the Yankees made for, and this is why I believe Brian Cashman made this information public knowledge, the offer that the Yankees made for Aaron Judge would make him the second highest paid outfielder in Major League Baseball, above Mookie Betts, okay? Uh, Betts is making 12 years, 365. Stanton's making 13, 325. Uh, Seager's making 10 years, 325. So, and, and how is this being equated? It's what you're making per year. So Judge would be the second highest paid outfielder in Major League Baseball. 
right behind Mike Trout, which I think that's fair. Because here's another thing you got you to keep into consideration. Durability is a thing. Durability is an issue. You want a nine or 10-year deal when you haven't been able to stay healthy? 2016, oblique issue. 2017, shoulder issue. 2018, wrist issue. 2019, oblique again. 2020, lung and ribs, as well as a calf later on in the season. And last year, of course, lower, lower body soreness, whatever that means. So in the, uh, in, in, since 2017, in the, five, in, in the five seasons that Judge has been a, a full-time starter with the Yankees, um, only two of his five seasons did he play more than 115 games. Only two of the five. And granted, let's, let's, let's shelf, okay, let's shelf the COVID year. But still, the COVID year, I want to say what, he played 20-something games out of 60-something? Still, the, the percentage is not, is not good. So, A, Mike Trout, three-time MVP. How many MVPs does Judge have? Exactly. Not only that, not only was Trout a three-time MVP, but he was top five in voting nine times. Nine. A nine-time All-Star and certainly less injuries. Now, has Trout dealed with some injuries? Yes, but significantly lower than what we've seen with Judge. And what we've heard from Judge, he wants to be the face of the franchise. He wants to play his entire career with the franchise, like Jeter, like a Jeter 2.0. He wants to spend his lifetime with the Yankees. So why not accept this offer, which I, I do believe is a very fair offer, considering everything that I just shared with you. And, and really, more than anything, the durability issue. Are you, are you going to sign a guy to over $30 million a year for 10 years? And by the way, here's another thing. Judge is 30 years old. I don't, I don't know if people realize that. It's, you know, he didn't come into league, you know, he's not 25 years old. He's 30 years old. So a, a guy that doesn't have a lot of durability, and if, and if he's looking for a 10-year deal, not a lot of durability at 40 years old, at 36, 37, 38 years old, no bueno, not for me. And I, I, I totally understand Brian Cashman going out there and, and revealing and sharing the numbers. I get it. Because this is not a good look for Aaron Judge. This is not a good look. Anita, here's the thing that's interesting about this whole thing. Aaron Judge has absolutely deserved the right to do this. I mean, this is what you play for as an athlete, the chance to negotiate with every team, set yourself and your family up financially for the rest of your lives. You mentioned the injury history. It's all there. But some of it is not to any fault of his own. He broke his wrist after getting hit by a pitch uh, by Jacob Junis on the wrist, and that's sidelined from July to the end of the year almost. So that's not really necessarily on him, diving from on the outfield and breaking his rib, which happened back in September that lingered on into the regular season. He wants a nine-year deal at age 30, which, by the way, he turns 30 in April. So mm-hmm. a contract that he's going to be right around 30, 39 years old and making more money than Mike Trout, who also 
can't say in the field and who also has not had success in the postseason, like our judge has had. And you can make the argument he would have won the MVP in 2017 if it wasn't for the Astros and Altuve with the whole cheating scandal. He wants a nine-year deal. Brian Cashman gave him an eight-year deal. If you remember, this has happened before with Cashman with with the faith of the franchise. Derek Jeter had the same problem. He wanted to stay here. He was 36 at the time, though. Cashman said, you think you get that offer elsewhere? Go get it. What happened? Jeter came back to the Yankees. But Anthony Rizzo said a couple days ago there is no loyalty in baseball. Look at Freeman for an example. He was the face of the Dodgers, uh, sorry, face of the Braves, and now he's on the Dodgers. So it's really up in the air. I'd be shocked if he left. I don't think he's going to leave the Yankees because he is the guy. He wants to be that guy. He embraces New York. He's very good with the media. But it's something to look into that this has happened before, and Cashman is not afraid to tell his face of the franchise, you want that money elsewhere? You, you think you could get it? We'll go get it. Um, it will be interesting. Uh, but more importantly, I want to hear from Yankee fans. How do you feel about this? Uh, you know, because prior to this, Judge, huge fan favorite, and understandably so. I mean, heck, he's got his own, he's got his own uh, you know, section at Yankee Stadium, right? You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I, I, I get it. I get, I get, I, I understand the mentality of, of Aaron Judge feeling... You know, uh, he's the best outfielder in Major League Baseball. Um, you know, what are you like? Are you really a guy like Aaron Judge? Are you going to sit back and say, "Oh yeah, you know what? Trout's better than me." So yeah, he 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 should he should he should make more than me. Like I, like I I get that mentality. Now I I believe he's wrong. And again, for me, the biggest factor here is durability and age. The fact that he is going to be thirty. Like like I, I truly believe that the. A few things here. Number one, I think the Yankees deal is very fair, making him the second highest paid outfielder in Major League Baseball. Okay, that's number one. Number two, I've always said this. You need to put a price tag on the organization and team you play for. You know that each and every season that you suit up, that the Yankees are going to be in it to try to win it. They're not the Orioles. They're not mailing it in. They don't have an owner who's sitting there and just is looking at this as a cash cow. An opportunity to make money regardless, you know, and, and have the lowest, uh, you know, salary of, of, of teams in Major League Baseball. Like, I, I think you, you, need to, you, know, you need to put a price tag on that. Playing in New York City. Uh, the amount of money, I know, I know this is talked about a lot, but like the amount of money that athletes make in New York City, out, 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 off the diamond, off the court, off the football field far surpasses um, other other cities. And you might say, well, Anita, this day and age with social media and not so much. No, no, no. The people you meet, the companies here, hands down, head and shoulders of any other city you're in. So I just, I, I, don't, I don't believe that this is a wise decision for Aaron Judge. I really don't. But I, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, uh, rip a guy because he believes that he's the best outfielder in major league baseball. Like believe it. You're just not, <laughs> you're just not Mike Trout is in my opinion, 800-919-3776. Let's go to Angelo in Island park. Angelo, welcome in. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good afternoon. Uh, I've been the Yankee fan since 1960. So I've seen the teams that have to, used to have to work after uh, after their uh, 
season was over to uh, uh, to make ends meet. I I believe that Cashman gave him a, a very generous offer, and I think that that uh, judge uh, is being uh, just a little bit greedy, and I'm looking at him in a different light, even though I love him. <laughs> When you when you go out to Yankee Stadium, you gonna boo him? No, I would never boo a Yankee. No. Okay. Um, well, I would never. Angelo, I would never boo Ange- him for that. Angelo, appreciate the, uh, appreciate the phone call. Uh, I'm sure there will be Yankee fans who do. Let's go to Brian in Westbury. Brian, you're up. Anita. Hi. Hi, Anita. You know I talk to you all the time. Uh, I know my Yankees. You know I went to Florida State and blah blah blah. And uh, grew up in Westbury. My high school's a great baseball program. Clark High School, Westbury, Long Island. The, the news they call them the Yankees of high school baseball in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Anyway, it's time to trade. It's time to move on. Trade, trade, judge, and you'll get a nice package from either the Dodgers, the Seattle Mariners, or the San Diego Padres. You deal with the uh, San Diego. You get Mackenzie Gore. He's going to be a stud pitcher, and Capisano is going to be a starting catcher for the Yankees. Then you go to the Dodgers, and you see if you can get Gavin Lux and a couple of their pitchers. And Seattle, uh, you grab, you can get number one in Baseball America's uh, farm system. Then you get, uh, I think his name is Julio Rodriguez, outfielder, and a couple of pitchers. So I think it's time. $30 million is plenty. He's not the best player in baseball. I love Aaron Judge. I wouldn't boo him, but it's time to move on. Here's, here's the thing, Brian. I, I understand where you're coming from, but because now the, these contract negotiations are made public, Yankees lose leverage here. So keep that in mind. Teams, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that the Yankees are going to try to tra- trade uh, Aaron Judge. I, I don't believe they they will, or or that, you know. And I'll ask David Lennon. Uh, he's going to be joining us at the top of the hour in about less than uh, about twenty minutes. Uh, what what he thinks the course of action is going to be moving forward. I don't see the Yankees trading Aaron Aaron Judge, but because now this dir- dirty laundry is made public, Yankees lose leverage, unfortunately. But a lot of this is 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 on is on Cashman because he's the one who made it public. Let's go to Adam in a car. Adam, welcome in. Hi, Anita. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so, long-time Yankee fan, uh, i got to be honest with you, and I don't know if I'm in the mi- like minority here, but I kind of like breathe a, like, a, a, like a breath of fresh air when I heard that he turned it down, and I'll tell you why. I'm a big believer in letting a guy go a little, like even a hair too soon before the hair too late. In my opinion, I believe we've seen the peak of Aaron Judge. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I believe we've seen the peak. And I'd rather let him go now at 30 than get stuck with that contract and see him be a shell of himself by the time that he's 33 or 34 years old. He can't stay healthy. 
and all he's going to do towards the end of that contract is weigh us down. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an Adam, you know, great analysis, and that's definitely a possibility. The track record is there, right? Like, like I, I've said this talking about just athletes in general, right, with uh, Porzingis, whether it was Porzingis with the Knicks or uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of another athlete, um, maybe a football player. Um, you know, why, why Eli Manning actually has been, was able to stay so healthy, right? Like, I'm a true believer. I've played sports my entire life. Um, you know, I, I have a situation, unfortunately, with my knees. I've had seven knee surgeries, four meniscus, three ACL. Why? Just my, my, my hip placement, and I've got a lot of muscle mass on my legs, specifically my quads. And so it, it, has, it, it puts a lot of pressure on my ligament in my joint area, and I've torn my ACL, and I've torn my meniscus. It's just a lot of it is genetic right? Doesn't matter. I can take great care of myself, eat the right foods, uh, sit in, a, in an ice tub for hours on end, get therapy, all that. A, a, lot of, a lot of durability, a lot of health is genetics. And let's be honest, um, you know, uh, Aaron's a big dude. I mean, you know, border, borderline giant. I mean, look at him standing next to a, a number of other guys in Major League Baseball. So I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that that his size and his muscle mass uh, on, on his bones have something to do with it. So durability and age combined. I hear you. Let's go to Alan. Alan, welcome in. How are you? Hey, good. Good afternoon. How are you? So I, I, I believe that you're right. I believe that they shouldn't give him more than a five year deal. And I was up for trading him last year because I frankly think he's a great guy. He's a great player, but he's injury prone and he's not going to make it to 38. He's too big. And they gave him a lot of money. And I think if you think about it in New York, he probably makes a lot of money from ads. Mm-hmm. He's getting paid plenty of money. Uh, he does not need to be paid more than he $30 million a year. He can make another four or five million easily uh, with advertising, and I think he's a guy that needs New York. I, I think he needs the Yankees. I think the Yankees need him. I'm all for keeping him, but if he won't take this deal, which I think is too rich, I think they should be willing to let him go and maybe trade him and get something for him, even for a year, because he may be the face of the franchise, but he is. He's gotten a great deal, and I don't think enough people understand how much money that is for baseball. Baseball is not the most popular sport in America anymore, and nine years from now it may be very hard to draw people into the stadium. So I think they did the right thing by him. And I think he he made – go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I appreciate it. I was just going to say solid call. Here's another thing to marinate in, and that is – you know, by and, and I appreciate the call by by Brian Cashman making this public and us having this conversation and a hundred percent of the calls that have come in with this show and I would imagine uh, a good percentage, if not a hundred percent of the show, the, the calls that came in with with Dave prior to me, um, I'm I'm I feel pretty confident we're Yankee fans that are turned off by this, upset with this, disappointed by Aaron Judge. You know, this is a guy that has been loved. He has been a fan favorite for years. Really, it's going to be really interesting to see by Brian Cashman making this public 
And Yankee fans, you know, I, I know, you know, we had two callers who called in who said, you know, they go to, they're, they're going to go to Yankee games. They're not going to boo Aaron Judge. They, they won't, they're not going to boo a Yankee. Uh, well, I, I don't, I don't know. I, you might be in the minority. I, I, what I'm saying here is I'm not going to be, I won't be shocked if Aaron, Aaron Judge gets, boo, gets booed today against the Boston Red Sox. I would not be shocked. And that's got to be difficult. Think about it. Your entire career, you feel that you're the face. You're the leader of this team, this organization. You said you want to be the Jeter 2.0. You want to come here. You want to be here. You want to be a lifetime Yankee. And now you got fans booing you because now they know you turned down a $30 million a year deal when you have very little durability and you're 30 years old. Whoa. I think I think that's that's going to be a, I, I think that's going to be a really difficult pill for him to swallow moving forward. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is click 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 or don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? That's right, it's time for Click or Don't Click, a fun way we tour around our wide, wide world of sport, find out what is trending at 2.21 p.m. based on the headlines. And we've got Ty and Will producing the show. They lead the way. Gentlemen, what do we have? Mama, there goes that man. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know if you realize this, Anita. NBA playoffs just 72 hours away. Mm Mm-hmm. And that game could be played, uh, the first game of, of the playing round could be played at the Barclays Center because last mm-hmm. night it was, Mama, there goes that man. Kevin Durant, his 36-point performance helped propel the Nets to a 118-107 victory over the Cavs, who they were chasing in the standings. They've now surpassed them because they own the tiebreaker. They are currently the seventh seed, but they still need to win that game tomorrow that they play against the Pacers in order to secure that home court spot on Tuesday. Uh, If they are to do so, they'll welcome in, I guess the Cavs are still alive for this, but also the Hawks and the Hornets could still theoretically be in that 7-8 matchup. So uh, the Nets up 17 early, then in the third quarter they trailed by 7, but ultimately Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were able to lead the charge, and they win by 11 points. So it was a a big win for them, and they're looking ahead to the playoffs uh, set to begin on Tuesday. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, I, I expect them to have that seventh seed. I expect them to win their, their play-in game in advance uh, and be the seventh seed. I, I think really the bigger story here, and, and I'm really intrigued and curious to get your thoughts on this in regard to, you know, pick your poison. Because right now the Bucks in, in Boston are battling it out for that second seed. They both yeah. play, a, the Bucks play Cleveland on Sunday. Uh, Boston plays Memphis. Um, Memphis has, won, has, has lost a few games as of late. Um, but nonetheless... I just I love I've loved Boston for the last two months. I've said don't sleep on Boston. I feel they were the best team since the All Star break. But still, I don't Ty. I don't I don't I'd, I'd pick both the Bucks and the Boston Celtics to win the series in in against the Nets. So I think the only team that that would beat the Nets in the first round um, of all the possibilities. 
uh, because you still got the Sixers, I guess, in the mix there at, at the four seed. They're uh, one game back of the Bucks, but uh, Milwaukee's the only team that I don't think the Nets, quote unquote, want to see in the first round, just because it's a tough matchup. Uh, the defending champions, you're still trying to figure things out. We don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons, but I guess we're all assuming he's not going to play this year. Uh, the Celtics just lost their their second best defender, their rim protector, Robert Williams, and that's huge uh, against the Nets because now you get no resistance in the paint, and not that the Nets are going to feast on the inside, but you know with Kyrie Irving's ability to get to the basket, KD's, then you got you know Drummond and Claxton on on lobs. I think that's gonna hurt. I'm sorry, that's gonna hurt Boston. So I think the Nets could beat the Celtics. I just don't know that you'd want to face the Bucks in the first round. But uh, of all the permutations, I'd say that's the one matchup you don't want to see. I think the Nets are still gonna find a way to, at, at the very least, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I said this on Dave's show. I, I think they're gonna win the title. I still think it's gonna happen. I know you still think the, the Nets? Yeah, I, I know it's crazy. Uh, a lot of question marks defensively. They're just an absolute mess. They are going to pretty much in every series they play in have the disadvantage at the head coach position. They're going to get outcoached. But all I know is, you know, they've got Durant and he's still the best player in basketball. And I, you put him in a series against any team, I, I think he can will them to victory. So, again, I know it's not going to be a popular take. I, I just think they're going to have enough with Katie and Kyrie to, to get it done. Interesting. Um, here, Here's here's. Here's where I think it could get, it could be dicey for them. And and again, uh, we don't know what the seeding's going to be. We don't know how this is all going to pan out. But if you know Toronto still has the the no vaxxed situation, so if the Nets do get into a series with the with Toronto, um, they Kyrie cannot play in Toronto. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. And the Celtics apparently have some. You know, marquee players that are unvaccinated. As it stands, do we, do we know? Do we know who we they are? We don't we know don't? who they are. I, I okay. guess we're going to find out mm-hmm. if it does happen. Right. But the Raptors right now are the five seed. They're pretty much locked into that five seed. They're locked into the four or five matchup. So that's interesting. If if the Celtics right now are just a half game up ahead of the Sixers. So if they lose that game tomorrow against Memphis, the Memphis has nothing to play for. Um, and the Celtics are going to have the two seed to still play for it. But if they do lose that game and they fall into the 4-5 or five matchup, that is a precarious situation to be in. If you got to go to Toronto for three away games and not have quote-unquote marquee players available, that, that's, that's going to be very, very dicey. Yeah, and 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 you know, uh, Toronto will have a, a higher seed than the Nets, <clears throat> so uh, so Toronto would host that series. So the next one we have is the Mets and Nationals at a benches clearing brawl last night in D.C. Uh, it's only game two of a one sixty two game season, and, and, and these two teams <laughs> play each other seventeen more times uh, from now until the end of uh, September and into early October. Uh, apparently. The Mets were mad that the national pitchers kept throwing inside on the Mets. And whether or not it was intentional or not, you can make the claim they're using a new ball, the grip is not there, it's cold weather. You can make that claim all you want. But Pete Alonso gets drilled in the face on on Thursday, and yesterday Lindor gets drilled in the face, then McCann got hit in the foot. So in total, that's four batters in total over Mm -hmm. the course of the weekend. And this is just weeks after Pete Alonso almost 
had a tragic car accident and he now he gets grazed in the face. So I can understand the disappointment and, and, and the frustration by Buck Showalter, but talk about making, making yourself look good in front of your new team. Uh, credit Buck Showalter. He's, he's a veteran. He's been around for having the reaction that he did after Lindor got drilled in the face last night. Um. It, it it sounded and, and again we played some of the sound bites earlier t- today in the show in regard to uh, Showalter and, and and what he had to say. It, it did sound like he felt it was intentional, um, and you know you you make some good uh, I don't want to call them excuses, but uh, reasons why maybe uh, the, these balls were a little high too too high and inside. Um, hitting these guys uh, because it's it is a different ball, a different feel. A lot of these guys not not able to use the stuff that they've been able to use for years prior. Who knows? But, but if um, that's the case, like if that's the case that it it's because they can't grip the ball. They said we're, we're getting rid of spider tacks, and now at the end of every half inning, they have to show their glove and show their hands and their hat to the umpire. Then find meat in the middle. Do something because batters could use pine tar on bats to get a better grip along with their batting gloves. So why can't the pitchers instead of rosin? Because remember, rosin could dry in the cold weather. I, I mean, using rosin in the cold is like putting a piece of chalk on your hands, and it, it's not very helpful. So there's they have to meet in the middle some way to figure out what are we going to do to make the pitchers get a better grip on the ball so this stuff does not happen again. Giancarlo Stanton almost had his. I don't want to say career over, but a very serious injury in Miami not to, you know, not that long ago. Because he yeah, got, and, and ever since then he's been wearing that face, you know, like the sea guard that covers half of his chin. Chris Bassett uh, on on the bump today. Uh, later on tonight, first pitch is at seven o'clock. Don't forget, if you recall, I know different scenario. He's a pitcher. He wasn't in a batter's box, but nonetheless, I, I mean, he just he got absolutely shelled in the face. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do tonight. They have to ward both sides right before the game starts because yesterday they ejected Steve Shechek of the Nationals without a warning, without any warnings given out, to the public knowledge. They could have warned them before the game started, but they have to start the game today with a warning saying, you hit somebody, you're getting tossed, because if they don't do that, the minute somebody gets tossed, you're going to have the same reaction you had yesterday. Uh, any anything else, guys? All right, just one quick update on the Aaron Judge Yankee negotiations. John Heyman was now with the New York Post. You know, shout out to them that they, they added a superstar. He's fantastic at his job. Uh, he's reporting that after the Yankees offered Judge two thirty three over eight years, he says Judge, according to multiple sources, countered the Yankees offer at nine or ten years at thirty six million a year for up to $360 million. He does note in his story that someone close to Judge did deny those numbers. But it looks like this isn't going to be a story that goes away uh, until it does. Either the Yankees are going to sign him to a long-term deal and we'll have, you know, Yankee Empire excited about what the future holds or we're going to get to the end of the season there's a threat of him going elsewhere and maybe the Giants or the Dodgers or the, even the Mets, you know, who uh, are have an owner who's, you know, itching to make a, another big splash. And, of course, if he could hurt the Yankees in the process, that would be fantastic. But this is going to be a story you follow all season long. Yankee fans waiting with anxiety because there is a chance it is absolutely on the table that a guy who's clearly been your best player the last six years, who's one of the best players in the sport, who's top four MVP finishes and uh, what was it, two of the last four years, 
there's a chance that you could lose him, and and if that happens, then <laughs> Brian Cashman is going to get a lot of heat. A lot of um, heat. You know, but one of the things that we heard coming into the season starting was that negotiations are, are, are going to be tabled now. So yeah, that's what I, they I don't say. Uh, but I, I, I would imagine that if your judge and the Yankees come to you with an offer that's tasty – like hard for you to turn it down in the midst of the season when you know that there's always a, a threat of some significant injury happening. And for what reason, other than to just say you wanted to table the talking to the offseason, that, that wouldn't make sense. But So, yeah, they, they'll, they'll not negotiate in theory until the offseason, but I'm pretty sure if, if the sides agree on a number during the season, then it would make no sense for them to just not um, ink this extension and, and have this story be over and done with. 